0: Open up the mics. It's time for TRN Talk. Welcome back to TRN Talk right here on the Retro Network podcast channel. You've got Jason here, and we're following up a previous topic that we talked about a couple months ago, VHS collecting. I am not the expert on the line, thank God, but I've got two people who know a little thing or two about VHS collecting, and you've heard them before here on the podcast First, we got Adam, Mr. Hoju Koolander, Mr. Wizard, Mr. Uh, Sequel Quest, Mr. I, I'm going to keep going here, but you can stop me anytime you want
1: to. <laughs> Adam's on the line. How are you doing, Adam? Doing good. Doing good. Just try to keep all those magnets away from my VHS tapes. No. <laughs> yeah, man. That would erase them in a heartbeat. And we've got
0: a Mr. Horror Movie Barbecue, Mr. Uh, Wizard Celebrity guest appearance on the Blu-ray, Mr. (laughs) Chad. How are you?
2: Well, I was doing great, and then you kind of (laughs) made me stumble with my little funny Paxton Holly intro there. Um, (laughs) Sorry, guys. I was a little late. I I got fined for not rewinding my tapes. Oh, man. It's
0: you. You're the one.
2: You're the one. I'm the reason you can't watch Crocodile Dundee Part Two, you know, from (laughs) the beginning.
0: Well, I'm lucky to have one of those uh, Ferrari uh, VHS rewinders.
2: (laughs) Is it a red or a black one?
0: Oh, it's red. It's all Mm -hmm. about the red. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I've got a. Then I'm being serious here. I've got a red Ferrari one, and I've got a black Corvette Stingray, 1963 split window. That's the one that works actually, but. uh,
1: people talk about that one as much Uh, whatever
0: happened yeah whatever happened to collecting those things man come on
1: yeah i I have i have a vhs rewinder but it's just the standard gray but it's very sleek it looks like a car from time cop or something at least oh yes (laughs) futuristic rewinder yeah yeah there we go
2: I'm kind of surprised we don't see people like customizing them and like turning them into like the Ecto one or like Night Rider. Or, yeah. You know, I, I, I see a big opportunity for like custom and like modding and I'm surprised we don't see it.
0: What we need is a, a 57 Chevy. I'm going to my oh. uh, mask roots here. And when it pops up, then the little cannon comes out of the windshield oh.
3: like a
0: cartoon. Anyway, nice. little sidebar. <laughs> uh, but it's you two guys that really, uh, have got me on the line today yep. for, uh, going back and forth on Twitter. And it seems like, uh, it's time again to talk some VHS tapes and collecting and just weird stuff, man. I want to talk about some weird stuff today. <laughs> Can't wait for this, but I'm going to essentially turn the show over to Adam. He's the one that created our, our notes and, and, uh, kind of outlined today, even though I'm sure we're going to be going every which way, but loose. I't have that one in my collection, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Adam, it's all
1: yours, man. All right. Well, you know, we had a great time last time, just really getting into so many details about the collecting world. But I was so surprised when I realized we really didn't talk about the unique tapes that have crossed our path. Just the weird stuff you come across when you're searching, whether it's at Goodwill or, you know, just all of a sudden inherit a few tapes and you're like, wait, wait, what's this? But one of the things before we get into that, that I think is worth noting is at the very end of the last episode, Chad was shouting out, shout factory as he Mm -hmm. so often was doing on twitter you know all those months back (laughs) and somehow the magic worked the wizard weren't waved his wand and you get the blu-ray of the wizard right now from shout factory you're gonna see mr chad young on there uh chad how'd that go down okay so so i gotta tell you
2: yeah we want the skinny man so I came out of a screening of, and this is all true, Gremlins 2 at the uh, local theater. They usually do like the retro kind of Saturday. I mean, obviously they're not doing it now, but it was the same week in a San Diego Comic-Con. And part of me was like, ah, maybe this is the year we finally get the wizard. It's going to be the 30th anniversary. So I go into the movie and literally all I could think of is, uh, they have to be announcing Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 right now. Uh, like I can't, I cannot focus on the movie. All I could think of is, is shout factory going to announce the wizard or hello, Mary Lou prom night two or something like that. And I I had kind of heard rumors that there was a slight, slight chance for the wizard, but I didn't really put a lot of stock into it because universal just did that bare bones, I think a year before. So I was just like, ah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. As soon as I get out of the theater, like after a while, I just kind of let it go. And I'm like, OK, OK, OK. As soon as I get out of the theater, like my phone just lights up with like 15 like text messages that say the wizard, the wizard. And I get on Twitter and literally like about 20 more mentions of, you know, the wizard. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so. Brian Ward, who is a um, he's done a lot of like extra producing and like a lot of disc producing. I I mean, he even goes back, I think, to when they were Rhino. I may have that wrong. I I, I could have that wrong. But I know that he did a lot for like G.I. Joe and Transformers and he did a lot on those releases. So that's kind of where I started to get to know who he was. And he was like, well, we're seeking fans help if anyone has any, you know, stuff we can use, please message us. So I, I messaged him right then and there. That was July. Yeah. July. It was the end of July. I don't really hear back from him until like November when I log in and he's like, Hey, you know, uh, do you still have any of those scans you used for some of your, you know, write-ups or whatever. And then he was also like, Hey, by the way, we're looking to get a video if you can give us a good testimonial on why you love the wizard and this and that and i'm just like oh crap i was not expecting that (laughs) so it's like oops now i kind of have to oh geez like that that's it's always been kind of a dream of mine to kind of like be considered one of the biggest fans of something that i could appear in a documentary it's a little egotistical but you know awesome yeah yeah I mean, you know, our buddy Sean Robert, he he, I mean, he is the world's biggest uh, Monster Squad fan. And I know he appeared in that documentary. I've had a lot of friends that are writers and, you know, bloggers, podcasters, whatever. And they always, you know, they've always appeared in stuff, too. So I was like, I would love for that to happen. So for it to actually happen it was kind of weird. Like, I'm literally sitting in my spare room and I'm doing like a setup. And if you notice in the, um, when I'm talking, I think it's the wizard poster on my left is, is crooked. And I didn't notice that until, you know, I'm watching the Blu rays. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, cool. And then I notice the poster and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Why did I have to find out like this?
3: <laughs> it's just awesome, though.
1: Like... I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just so neat. Yeah, when you have that much passion for something, and people look to you, and then they're like, "Yeah, you know what? You would just bring the joy and the excitement to our extras, to our special uh-huh. features." I mean, that's really neat. And speaking of Sean, you know, my bit of news in the interim, uh, mm-hmm. I was so excited to see Sean in Wolfman's Got Nards, that documentary. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to go to a screening out in Phoenix. And so I got out there, you know, I got to, you know, drop Sean's name and be like, yeah, Andre, I'm uh, <laughs> friends with Sean Robert, you know. And and then I brought I i managed to score a copy of the Monster Squad on VHS for nothing. Like I got a super great deal on it. And so I had Andre sign it, you know. And so oh, it was wow. just like a big moment uh to have all that happen. So, but yeah, it's so neat.
2: Oh man, no, it it, it it's really cool. And you know I I have just, like, spent the last six, five, six, seven, whatever years it is, you know, I've just been trying to get people to talk about The Wizard and embrace it. It is a goofy movie. It's not the, you know, some people look at it and say it's just a Nintendo movie, but it really has a lot of heart to it, and it really has a lot of fun to it. And I know that, like, my buddy Jeff, he just introduced his kid to it, and... You know, he said his kid loved it. I mean, it's about a bunch of kids playing, you know, video games across the country. How can you not?
1: <laughs> yeah, bad. and I'm proud to say now even more so is in a trade with Chad a while back, I actually got a copy of The Wizard on VHS mm-hmm. from him. I'm sure you have many, but <laughs> now I have I, one Yeah, of them. I do. <laughs> I
3: still have.
1: I think I have...
2: Uh, I think I still have about three or four on VHS, and those are just... Variations of the cover, or whatever it is, there's really no discernible difference. Yeah, Yeah,
0: you haven't gone to like the Turkish version or the Greek version yet.
2: (laughs) No, because, as with (laughs) the true Beverly (laughs) Hills. Oh my gosh, I have tried and then I saw the price, and then I realized if that arrives, (laughs) my wife is going to ask how much it was, and I don't want to answer that question. So it's so, kind of just nice to look at online.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you hope you, you you know walk into a Greek restaurant and some for some reason yeah. they have a stack of tapes and uh, <laughs> yeah my kid he loved this. Um, oh
2: gosh. That's the <laughs> dream.
1: But I'm curious for you guys, speaking of which, you know, when you're coming across stuff in the interim since last time we recorded, have you guys found anything or obtained anything that you really were looking for in the VHS realm or something that caught your eye?
0: I'll start. Yeah. (laughs) Chad knows. and I don't know if we talked about this on the the first uh, VHS collecting episode, but the Larry Bud Melman couch potato workout has a little special place (laughs) in my heart uh for no other reason is that we uh podcasted back in what was it december chad when we mm-hmm. broke out the sears wish book oh. and we all picked a couple of vhs tapes in there and and that was the one that i chose and just as luck would have it i'm at my uh, local antique mall that i go to a lot and some booths you know you'll visit and it's practically the same thing every time but for me it just depends on what you're looking for that day. So for some reason I had VHS on the mind that day and I was looking through just any kind of stacks of VHS tapes just to see what oddities I could find. There it was Larry Bud Melman couch potato workout. And I was like, God, well shoot for, I think it was a dollar. I've got to have oh. it, you know, and I, I, <laughs> it's just the craziest thing. It's on YouTube. If people wants to go watch it. And I think, Probably everything I'm going to talk about today is on YouTube, but it's just uh, a, a piece of uh, 20 minutes or whatever, 30 minutes of uh, glorious 1990s uh, <laughs> knockoff comedy. It's not really even comedy. It's just, you know, him. It's it's if you guys don't remember, he was uh, a regular on David Letterman. Uh, I'm trying to think what else he would have been on at the time. To, to But I think that was the main place.
2: He had some and, cameos in like music videos. I know he did some Run DMC. That's like correct. I especially the Rockbox video. Like that's the one thing that I always remember the most. But I just
0: loved his laugh. Just why I was a huge fan of Letterman, and I, I would hear. Oh, him. Laugh. Gosh,
2: yes. Uh, the,
0: the video is great. It's just him kind of sitting on the couch and other people around him in just crazy <laughs> workout gear. And my favorite part of the video is, I don't know, about halfway through, they sit down to make this like uh, dish that will kind of keep you going, you know, and it's just a, a bunch of random, it starts out with like meatballs and he adds fruit loops and macaroni and cheese. And then he's got little, uh, vials of like salt and sugar and MSG. And then there's like a pitcher of beer and he just pours it all together, man. <laughs> and he's like, this is my couch potato, you know, whatever recipe. And just to kind of keep you all going, and there's funny little graphics throughout that has uh you know, calories burned and calories earned and the earned is like 500 and (laughs) the the burned is like you know minus four or so i don't know it's it's ridiculous but that's fantastic but in in the
1: era when everybody had some type of workout video yeah yeah. or otherwise
0: yeah (laughs) that's that's what it was it was just uh and it it wasn't 90s it was late 80s i think 80 Maybe like 88 or 89. I uh, think you,
2: it was 89 because you, uh, when you, right. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. When we, uh, when we, we talked about it on the podcast, that was uh, 89. So, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it was back in the, anybody who was anybody and even Larry Bud Melman, who was a C-lister <laughs> had a workout tape and I don't know. It was great, but I, it was funny. It just was staring at me. Oh, you're kidding me. And I think <laughs> I even tweeted or uh, texted you a picture. Yep, chat you did, I
2: you did. And I was, I was I, like,
0: can you believe it?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. I was, And I knew that you had been looking for that tape. So I was just like, oh my gosh.
0: Well, that's the thing. I wasn't really looking for it. I was just kind of going through tapes, not looking for anything right. in particular. And I, it was like the first one I pulled out from the rack. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the couch potato workout. <laughs> anyway so
1: that's uh i found that in the meantime i love it how about <laughs> you chad any recent trades or acquisitions
2: yeah i mean i well yeah there's been a lot of acquisitions lately and i'll tell you what probably my favorite one is and adam you and i have done a couple of trades and believe it or not my favorite recent find did not come from a trade it came from a thrift store ah So um, everyone knows that I love rabbits and you know, I have two at home and um, you know, I've always loved the Velveteen rabbit story and apparently back in 73, I want to say Scholastic or I, yeah, I think it was Scholastic. They ended up, um, I think they produced this like live action adaptation of the uh, Velveteen rabbit and it was really trippy and it's, Just very, very hard to find. And even if you can find like the 16 millimeter uh, or, you know, you you can find like maybe a burned DVD, but there's virtually no trace of it on VHS. Um, I was up in a little uh, town outside of Buffalo just uh, one day and thrifting and I'm looking around and I, you know, if you, I mean, we've all seen like millions of copies of Velveteen Rabbit. The
1: animated version or whatever yeah Yeah.
2: so i know that package but i saw this and i was like wait a minute that doesn't i don't think i've ever seen this before and as soon as i start reading the back i'm like oh my gosh i didn't even know who was released on vhs so it's really weird and trippy like it's very uh 70s i don't know where it was produced i don't think it's like canadian seems American. It just kind of looks like he filmed all this at at like some weird farm or something, but there's like, they show the sequence of like the fairy, um, the fairy godmother or whoever it is that like turns the Velveteen rabbit into a real rabbit. They show her like flying through space with the rabbit. (laughs) It's just like, Oh my gosh, what this is even crazier than I, you know, I, right now there's only really a little trailer on YouTube. And I think that's the only clip you can really find. But, like, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this needs to be seen to just be believed. Like, yeah, it makes me think (laughs) like it it
1: came from an elementary school library, you know, like, yeah, wheel it in on an AV cart, but that's the only time anybody ever saw it. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's exactly, yeah. And from what I've and I've, you know, I've kind of looked it up before and like I've seen other people in like comments say, yeah, I, I saw that when I was like first grade or something. And so it's just, it's, it's a pretty wild uh, adaptation, like I said. And to kind of find it when, you know, I, a, a, I was just kind of like hanging out and I was just kind of, I think I found like a wrestling tape and, I think I found another tape that day. I can't remember which one. But, like, this is certainly, like, just a real big surprise and a real pleasant surprise at that, you know, especially considering I didn't, I mean, I I had never seen any other than that little trailer online. I hadn't seen anything. And now I'm kind of sad that, you know, I don't have the capabilities to upload stuff online because I Uh. won't.
1: Well, now, what's interesting is, you know, speaking of weird uh, acquisitions, this is one that is, I know for a while it was considered very rare and hard to find, and yet I don't know that that's still the case these days, but I had a guy named Mike who also actually appears in the special features ah, of the Blu-ray. Yeah. We used to both write and uh, be frequenters of the Retro Junk website over there, and uh, so he, he's been in contact with me, and, and he knows from these shows and obviously a lot of my Twitter posts that I'm into VHS. And he's like, I got this stack of VHS. Do you want to trade? What do you want to trade? And so for months and months, he was trying to negotiate a trade. And the one tape though, that was like the cornerstone of it all was the live action, my pet monster movie. And I know that Chad of all people knows this this movie backwards and forwards. And and, you know, if it's not the wizard, it's going to be he's gonna be when they re-release a new edition of My Pet Monster again, it'll be Chad's face. You know, they'll just sculpt Chad's face into it. But anyway, so but we finally figured out a trade that worked for him, some Nintendo games for the My Pet Monster. And I was like, okay, you know, I gotta finally add this to my collection. And I've never seen it, like I know it's on YouTube and so. But I never watched it until I watched it on the tape and I had no idea how bizarre it would be because this focuses on like a full-size My Pet Monster when the kid transforms it's somebody in a costume like I wore when I worked at Disneyland (laughs) and then the idea that I, as a kid, when I was playing with one in the eighties, that it was another kid who had been transformed into a monster by ancient magic. <laughs> that was not on the back of the box. You know what no. I'm saying? So <laughs> that revelation of this version of the lore, the Canadian my pet monster, I guess, oh, that's different up there, but <laughs> that's wild. So I have that now. I'm very excited.
2: You know, it's funny because that is that's a movie that I always saw growing up on like the shelf or, you know, even if I like got lucky and I saw it um, at like a thrift store, but I always passed it up for some reason. I didn't watch that full movie until about five or six years ago when I got the flu one day and I just needed like something to take my mind off. (laughs) That's the weirdest movie to be watching uh, when you've got the flu, by the way, and you haven't slept in like two days. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have that signed by, um, it, uh, the actress, um, who played Jill, the little sister, uh, oh. Alice court. I got to meet her for the first, I've, I've talked to her a couple of times because I've actually, I run a, my pet monster fan Twitter and I've, you know, we've interacted before and we've talked and I actually have a photo of both of us holding a my pet monster and Gosh, what a treasure that tape is.
1: Yeah, it's special. And even just like the set decoration in that room, yes. there's you know some other toys from the same manufacturer. You got your mad balls and other stuff hiding in oh. there. So it's it's really what? fun to see some popples and everything else. So they definitely worked in uh, their <laughs> their branding into the film itself. So that was smart. But I like you say, you know, a lot of times it is just what we come upon when we're out and about and it strikes our fancy like Jason oh. not necessarily searching out Larry Bud Melman. There it was though. <laughs> and right. uh, so I think this is going to be very fun now as we get into what are these weird tapes oh. that we've held on to that you just look at them. And you're like, am I going to put this in? Am I prepared to put this in my VCR? <laughs> like, can I handle it? Uh, but I'm curious just first off, like for you guys, when you think of, okay, this is a weird tape, like how do you consider that? Because for me, it's usually the subject matter of the tape. They're generally not movies, a lot of times they're instructional videos, but on strange topics. Occasionally, like the packaging sets it apart. Like I have like, you know, my Max Hedram and my Don Johnson a heartbeat VHS tapes that have like the covers that fold open, like a gatefold thing. Or I got, like, this copy of Author, Author with Al Pacino that's got this slide-out thing. It's it's like a tape that slides out. It's a CBS Fox, but it's a weird version. Um, And so, like, so to me, like, that kind of stuff happens occasionally. There's, like, a found footage situation where the tape Mm -hmm. got recorded over, so like, and I'll just mention real quick, I did have one once I, I I mentioned on the last show, I do a lot of transferring of VHS tapes for my friend, Johnny Caps, And he sent me this one that was supposed to be a tape full of movie trailers, but instead it was some middle-aged guy's birthday party from 1987. Oh, and it's just a oh bunch my. of dudes hanging around and they have an exotic dancer. They film the whole routine. She's there dancing. Some guy smacks her on the butt. She's like, uh-uh. You know, she's <laughs> oh my like, God. <laughs> It, it was so weird, what? and then they, and then it cuts, and they all bust out guitars and drums in a living room, and they're just jamming out. Like that's the end of the party. They're just like rock it out. And I'm just like wow. And you know who the the birthday boy looked like is uh, the famous wrestler there, uh, Chad, who slapped John Stossel. Um, oh, <laughs> David, David what? Yeah. Oh.
3: So gosh
1: it could be him i do not know for sure but it very much looked like him so <laughs> oh my
3: God. Oh my God. would
1: there be uh like legal ramifications if you put that up on youtube that's
3: or something, why i you know? never
1: did because i was like <laughs> I don't know that I can incriminate anybody in this situation. So, <laughs> but that was my, my major found footage find at one point. But when you guys, like, when you guys see something, what, like, you're saying like, okay, this is weird. What, what's the main factor for you? How about you, Jason?
0: Uh, it's more content. It's more just kind of random celebrities. And it's not really, I don't look for the, the packaging or anything. I'm not that deep on collecting it's more just the the strange stuff that i'm like
1: oh this exists wow (laughs) (laughs) and they're like chad with the stuff you've come across what would shock you at this point you know
2: gosh i don't know if anything can shock me on vhs anymore i'll tell you um geez i don't know i i when i usually what i usually look for is i it's a little bit different now than it was, like you know, 15 years ago. Now it's more of you know, what's not on YouTube? What's not on you know, uh, Daily Motion? What what's what's something that you know is just I I, I can't it, it, like the Velveteen Rabbit. Like what can't I find you know anywhere? Before it was kind of just like. Um, you know how can I find like a found footage stuff, or how can I find a good horror movie that maybe I, no one's ever heard of? And essentially, the kind of stuff I used always loved to collect was uh, like kind of the stuff you would see on like uh, everything is terrible or found footage fest, like just bad promotional videos,
1: yeah, just stuff. Winnefago that... man! <laughs> oh my
2: god! Oh jeez! Oh no! <laughs> If I had gone into a thrift store and I found like a copy of like, um, you know, Batman Returns and Winnebago Man was on there, I would have probably <laughs> flipped that out myself. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, I said let's get into it here. Then let's uh, let's start talking about some of these tapes that we have held on to. We, you know, have cherished and said, "Wow, this is this is so odd." I'm, I saved this for special occasions for the right people who I know will get it. <laughs> So, Jason, I know you had one in mind. Why don't you start us off?
0: Uh, well, I've got a couple. I'll save the, the, the major one for uh, the next round. But okay. I've got, you know, back before YouTube, it's weird to think of a time when there wasn't YouTube. <laughs> and where you actually went to MTV to watch, like, music videos. But some of the tapes in my collection that I've held on to for some reason are, like, music video collections, like when, I think it was ninety four, ninety five, when Aerosmith released their Big Ones, Greatest Hits mm-hmm. album, I immediately bought the VHS tape with all of the videos. Because I loved the Aerosmith videos going all the way back. And I've held on to that one. Another weird one that I had, I was in this uh, sting mode for a while. I was into all the police stuff and then... When uh, Ten Summoners Tales hit, I think in 93 or 94, uh, I was all in on that album. I just loved the thing. And I bought a tape, and it's actually like the recording session at this castle in, I think, Scotland. And it's all set up, you know, the, the band's all there, and they go through each song, and then he goes out and wanders around with some sheep and then comes back I mean, and Jason, does another song
1: after like, I dream of
3: rain. <laughs> this, like, is that's it. this is before. Oh, this is before. Yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah, I mean, he was still in that, uh, I don't know realm you would say, but yeah, it was just weird. It was just like another day to him. We're in this castle. We're going to record this album. I'm going to tend my sheep and we're going to sing, you know, fields of gold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's great i love it and i've, I've held on to it all these years but uh just stuff like that yeah, you know, the the music stuff that we take for granted now that since we have youtube to see the music videos and and those kinds of things i'm gonna look and see if that's on youtube just so you guys can check it out but that's some of the the tapes that i have it's kind of music based stuff music video collections and then that one is just kind of the oddball of the
1: bunch <laughs> yeah that's great all right, Chad, what's your first one up? Um. Well, <laughs> so
2: back in 2007, I think I've brought this up before. I can't remember. But one tape that I can't get rid of, I just I have a lot of love for it. Back in 2007, when one of my favorite, actually my two favorite uh, video stores of all time actually closed, um, I was able to get a lot of tapes from both of them. But one of them was. I got the. Uh, do you guys remember when Charles Grodin hosted SNL? I think I missed that one. No, oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Uh,
3: so the the whole head.
2: thing was he didn't really do rehearsal and he didn't really show up. So it's just a giant jumbled mess, and it's just like considered one of the biggest train wrecks in like SNL history. It's just <laughs> just awkward as hell. Like seeing um, Charles Grodin kind of fumble through everything, and it's just.
1: Oh, it's painful. And so it's the, like Andy Kaufman-esque, but it wasn't pre-planned.
2: It, well, and that's the other thing. Is people have kind of speculated that it, maybe it was pre-planned. I don't oh, want to. <laughs> well, I really just don't. I want to imagine that he just... <laughs> Kind of screwed everything up because he's a <laughs> one. So, but the, he, the best part is they released it on VHS, and it's in a giant. uh And you'll, I know Adams' uh, ears are going to perk up when I say this. It's in a giant WB clamshell. Ooh, oh yeah. And is it uh, like
1: one of those kind of like painted covers, yes. like the painted uh, yeah picture of Charles Grodin? Okay.
2: Yeah, and God bless him; he's a great actor. Not a good looking guy. So it's just like you, when you see the, the, the cover, you're just like, oh, yikes. That's just not good.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's it, really hilarious that they actually released it. Yeah, I, it's just so infamous, I guess.
2: And, you know, it's funny because I, don't, I, I think that when SNL used to be on Netflix, they would include this episode. But, you know, I, I mean, you talk to SNL, you know, because I am a. I'm ride or die with SNL. I don't care how bad the cast is. I will watch every week. But So, like, if you talk to SNL fanatics, they'll just be like, oh, gosh, that episode was just awful. <laughs> so, and it's really saying something. If you can uh, make, gosh, I don't even know how many episodes they're up to now, but it's probably in the thousands for sure. But yeah. if you can have one episode just remind fans of just, like, oof that was bad <laughs> Then you must do it and it must not be that bad after all yeah
3: yeah
1: well that's interesting And I, because i have a couple snl tapes that are somewhat rare but it's just like they're yeah. the best of like 1990 91 92 yeah. like and there are these compilations that before it was on hulu or whatever but like a lot of times the stuff gets cut up now that it's streaming yep. and they take out certain skits or whatever like the same things like when i would record rebroadcasts that would like you know on in, you know during the summer or something, so I have like an episode where Skid Row is the mu- musical guest. So I'm like, yes, you know, because you're not going to see that performance anywhere because you put it up on right. YouTube, it gets taken down. You know, so like those types of things are really awesome. But yeah, SNL tapes are always uh, something unique. Um, for me, my first one here that I have is an instructional video. It is SATs got you freaked. This tape will help, and it's <laughs> got this illustrated picture of this kid on the cover looks like he's being attacked by one of the scanners, because he's just (laughs) holding his temples, and he's like, ah! Just, his mouth is wide open. He's like super huge head. And anyway, but this is just a tape that basically what they did with it. It starts with a kid named Jody who looks like Steve from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, because it's from 1987, it's actually by a company called Vidisco, which oh is a great God. company name. It's sponsored by Pepsi but it doesn't say it anywhere on the package. You don't find out until you're watching it. Cause there he is slacking around studying, making a sandwich in the most eighties of eighties kitchens. And he's drinking, he's got a six pack of Pepsi, you know? And <laughs> Of, he, of course, course, when he moves into the living room to watch TV, he's got his headphones on, his Walkman. He's just not studying. And all of a sudden, like his mom reminds him, he's supposed to be studying for the SATs. And then it goes into this music video. That's like him, like having anxiety. Over the SATs and it's called the SAT Blues. I got oh the SAT Blues <laughs> and it's it's very like don't you forget about me, you know? It's very Breakfast Club as he's walking around. And oh anyway, it's, just, it's it's so on funny. YouTube. Yeah, is it really? I, I, I'm I watching it. it. Up. <gasps> yeah, I, I put it up there. So oh, it is you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm the only one who has it. I'm the only one who cares. Oh God hey now
2: did you notice that your subscribers went down after you yes (laughs) you just
0: gained one my friend and i'm the first person to like it
1: yeah (laughs) oh my gosh are you really literally nobody's looking for this tape but what's cool about it is it's like square one television where each section is being taught through comedy skits and so it's like they're doing parodies of shows like Moonlighting or Star Trek or The Twilight Zone or, you know, just like a standard, uh, some you know, some type of a game show or something. And it's just like real over-the-top, goofy acting. Uh, I can only be of the 80s. And then, like I said, a random Pepsi commercial just pops up in the middle of things. I'm just imagining, you know, a teenager in 1987, 88 in a class watching this, you know, and then all of a sudden a Pepsi commercial comes on. Like... <laughs> It's just like, that's less educational. It's so fun. So yeah, if anybody wants to check it out, we'll definitely link to this so you guys can find it because it is a lot of fun.
2: (laughs) This is amazing. I don't think I've ever seen this either. This is incredible. (laughs) Wow.
0: Okay, so there's this like quiz through it too. What in the world? Like it pops up multiple choice. I'm the guy who stole the blank and I know where (laughs) they hide the other blank and your choices are... Uh, heart or money glance ones jewels riches cupcake treasure i mean it's just like random stuff what in the oh world oh my gosh how long well, is this This was for
1: the verbal section of the SATs, so that must have been something in the format Uh-oh. of the test they wanted you to get familiar yeah. with it's been a long time been,
0: yeah it might have been something that they were talking about and you're like taking a test on comprehension or something after it but uh
1: yeah, I'm oh, sure wow. there's a manual that goes with this, and okay. I don't no, have
0: I, it. I believe that. How yeah. many <laughs> parts is there? Because this is, says part one, and
1: it's a is half it, an hour. I'm up to part oh. six! Yeah, this is a two-hour video. What? I mean, two it, hours? It's, yeah, it's crazy. There's even a guy like dressed up as Rambo at one point. <laughs> there's like, I mean, it's crazy, no,
2: man. It oh my god
1: this is great, man. I want to watch it now. Yeah, check it out. Check oh, it out.
0: I
2: have Wednesday uh, off and I know exactly how I'm spending it just all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you, Jason? What else are you hiding over there?
0: All right. Well, back in the day, I was a huge basketball fan. Loved the NBA, loved college basketball. My favorite player was Magic Johnson, and I've had tapes of uh, his career in the, uh, the Lakers mainly like their championship tapes and stuff. One that I always went to was one called Always Showtime. It was like his backstory and it just had plenty of highlights and everything. And then I got into the bloopers. So I've got an NBA Rewind tape that has like Marv Albert and Ahmad Rashad. Love those tapes. And then I have no idea where I got it. It's a Good Times tape. I'm guessing it might have been just the local Ames or Kmart or someplace. Uh, 1992... Magic Johnson's All-Star Slamming Jam.
3: <laughs> and oh, basically what God. it is, it's a
0: three-on-three celebrity tournament that took place, where was this? In Hawaii. And they had the Laker girls there. So, like, uh, <laughs> they the teams are are, are fantastic. And they, they don't have, like, um, I don't know if they have the complete tournament on here. I think it's just the last, like, three games. So, like, the semifinals and then the championship game. But it's a three on three tournament. Here are the teams. So they had uh NBA players there who was this was obviously like off season. They couldn't participate. So they were the coaches, right? And they picked the their teams, the celebrities and stuff. So Magic was there and uh he called his team Magic Inc. His team was <laughs> and they each had a uh like a retired player. Oh Most of which are like Hall of Famers now. But so Magic's team was Jaleel White, Urkel, of course, Judd Judd Nelson. Oh my gosh, And George the Iceman Gervin. That was his, it was a three on three basketball tournament. Then you had uh, Sean Elliott, he was from the Spurs. He called his team the Aliens. He had Tommy (laughs) Davidson from In Living Color, Ah, Todd Shad, and uh, David Skywalker Thompson. That was, you know, if you remember, he had all those slam dunk competitions back in the day with uh, Doctor J. Then you had got
1: the idea for Joanna Man with Tommy Davidson. (laughs) Anybody ever see that. I gotta find that tape somewhere. (laughs) you don't. Uh, (laughs) Don't don't. The the
0: two other teams were uh, John Sally was the coach of one, and he was I think they called him Spider. So it was the Spiders. His team was D B Sweeney. remember db sweeney i only look... know him
1: from the spawn movie <laughs> uh, who was he was... in spawn? He was um... he, he was terry fitzgerald the guy who marries spawn's wife his best that. former best friend married my wife
0: anyway. <laughs> i think it's cutting edge that he's in that my wife just loves oh yes oh, right. the ice skating. uh so uh, db sweeney i'll be sure
3: oh my gosh the
0: iron <laughs> never... star And then, uh, Bobby Jones, the old, uh, Philadelphia 76ers player who is now a hall of famer. I think, uh, I don't think Thompson's in the hall of fame, but I know the ice man is. And then the last uh, team was Bernard King. He was the the coach King bees. You had Brian Robbins from head of the class. You had, uh, Kadeem Hardison from, uh, (laughs) what's the Cosby
1: spinoff, um, in oh, a different world. Yo, yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne yeah. Wade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Who was uh, in White Men Can't Jump? Was that before or what? after this? Yeah. 90, well, this was 92.
0: It might've been about that time. Yeah.
1: Wait a minute. Wasn't Kadeem
2: Hardison also in Juana Man?
0: He probably was. I <laughs> <laughs> got the idea. right, man. And then uh, Nate Tiny Archibald was their coach. And it was hosted by Chick Hearn, the Hall of Fame announcer for the Lakers and Ken Ober. <laughs>
2: <laughs> From uh, oh remote control, you know.
3: <laughs> what? Why
0: the color man uh in the oh announcement. My gosh. So that tape is just uh pure nineteen ninety two celebrity awesome.
1: <laughs> not even like high profile celebrities that's the weirdest yeah. thing magic johnson couldn't pull in somebody bigger than those because like those guys like they were on a couple tv shows you know like like you think I mean, it'd be a bigger deal
0: you think at the time you know Madrashad, he was doing the nba inside stuff right and- even Jaleel. some of the other guys. Jaleel yeah,
1: I mean, Jaleel White was the biggest star yeah. of that lineup.
0: I mean, but, honestly. Oh, they had, I'm sorry. It was Holly Robinson with the Laker cheerleaders. No. Oh,
3: cheer. Oh, okay. was there as a-
1: so there? Yeah, was a, where was Mark another- Curry? Where was Mr. Cooper? Oh. Why wasn't he playing on a team?
3: <laughs> well, wait a minute. So if <laughs>
2: Um, was this during, uh, this is probably like right around the time 21 jump street was wrapping up, right? So this is probably like 90, 91, 92. A good point. The, yeah.
0: uh, the back of the tape says 21 jump streets, sexy Holly Robinson and the LA Lakers cheerleaders add to the fun and excitement.
2: Yeah. They're not wrong. What, <laughs> what, what's the argument there? I'm trying to figure
0: it out. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think it was still just before. I, yeah. I, I debuted in 89. So, I don't know how many seasons it ran for. It couldn't have been more than... I no, think.
2: it didn't debut in 89. Yeah. No, it did. I think it debuted in 87, didn't it? Or yeah,
1: I think it was before then, yeah. Because, I mean, by, that, by this point, it was like they were coasting on, you know, trying yeah. to have Richard Grieco be the star, you know? Right. Yeah,
2: and, you know, I think this is right around the time that Booker spinoff failed. Yeah. So, then they kind of would... Bring him like Johnny was on his way out, I think. You're right. It was 87. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah, no, you're you not. So it, yeah. <laughs> it had
0: ended at this point. 87 to 91.
2: Yeah. And that last season was just total butt, by the way. I, I hate <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Total
1: <laughs> I butt. Booker. I want to find that video too, but total I think that's in a different is what section. that was. Yeah. Total yeah. butt. <laughs> <laughs> All anyway. right, Chad. What else do you have now? I
2: can't follow that up at all. <laughs> <That's the problem. laughs>
0: I'm sure you can.
2: Um. Okay. So I originally had my pet monster on my list, but I'm kind of glad that you kind of uh, you had brought it up. Do you guys um? You you guys know that I love like um conventions and all that fun stuff, and like I'm I'm big into like especially horror conventions. Do you guys know of the Fangoria Weekend of Horror tape?
1: Ooh, yes, with Robert England,
2: right?
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ooh, nice.
2: Oh, have you ever seen this, Jason?
1: No, have not.
2: Oh, Jason, you're, I, I, I feel like you would really, really dig this. Like, this is uh, tailor-made for your, you know, Rediscover the 80s. Okay. Okay. Um, So essentially it was a Fangoria uh, – it's essentially like a video scrapbook, I guess, is the best way of putting it. It's kind of a look at the the Fangoria 86, I think, convention. Or maybe it was 85 because they're kind of – I think it's either 85 or 86, whatever the convention was, but I know it got released in 86. But essentially, it's just, you know, going around the Fangoria convention, you know, looking at all the dealers, all the costumes, kind of all the models that people are making, you know, and there's so much fun stuff in there. Like they show kind of the fan films that were being made at that time because they they, I guess they had like a competition. They showed, um I, I want to say, is it Walter Koenig? Is that how you say his name?
1: sure yeah from yeah, star okay. trek yeah yeah
2: him and his son i guess are like just walking around the convention at, you know looking at
1: toys and his, his son was boner on growing pains for those who don't know
2: was he really that
1: yeah was... he that oh, was wow. kirk cameron's best bud on that show yeah
2: oh my god isn't that weird <laughs> <laughs> no? that's his name and i <laughs> Anyway, anyway we, we won't go down that road but <laughs> You know, I mean, you see the panels with, like, uh, Wes Craven, Robert England, um, Elvira's there, who, by the way, I've seen Cassandra Peterson at conventions in the last, like, two, three years. Still a fox. Oh, my gosh. Even yeah. out of the makeup, she looks beautiful. And um, But it's just <laughs> so cool to see all these, you know, celebrities kind of, you know, talking and hyping up their movies that we consider, you know, to be classics at this period. And they're just kind of out there promoting, you know, not really thinking anything of it. And it's just really fun to see how horror fandom used to be. I mean, I think my favorite part, there is a guy in a homemade, <laughs> in a homemade Stay Puft costume. And it literally looks like a bed sheet just wrapped around this guy with a giant cardboard mask. And it's so fantastic because he walks by a guy in a um, phone booth and the guy in the phone booth just kind of, you know, sticks his head out and looks at him and just kind of shakes his head. It goes back.
3: <laughs> and there's just
2: so much charming kind of fun in this video. And the cover is just fantastic. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of the Hollywood kind of, um, I want to, geez, I think it's like the Hollywood, um, sky skyline. And then, you know, on the, t- it's got like, um, oh what are they called like spotlights and they're kind of showing off all the faces like very badly drawn Freddy, um (laughs) the toxic avenger i think is on
1: i was gonna say i'm sure lloyd kaufman was at that convention oh
2: gosh (laughs) yup and i'm sure he had the same stuff he sells now
1: yeah so here's the one question chad everybody wants to know you have this tape you don't by chance have that killer workout tape do you the what? what's the one that's uh Oh, oh
2: the I... Quigley one? Yeah,
1: Linnea Quigley's one.
2: I had it, and then oh, I traded wow. it to somebody. But from what I understand, that tape, that tape really goes for a lot of money. Even yeah, though... that's
1: a valuable one.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of tapes that I got rid of where I'm just like, oh, gosh, why'd I get rid of that one? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, so speaking of conventions, you know, a lot of times those celebrities sitting around at their tables, they feel like they're in a fish tank. There's people walking by, nobody's buying their merch, nobody's buying their autograph. So my next video comes from 1993, and the stars of my video can certainly relate to that because this is a fish tank video. That's right. Turn any TV into a tropical fish tank. Colorful, graceful fish make soothing and relaxing background entertainment. You'll find yourself hypnotized by the delicate beauty of these fish. <laughs> gosh, oh what? Gosh. Yes, yeah, so this is this is something that I feel like I heard like and maybe Chad, you know something about this, but like I've heard like back in the day and like New York cable stations, uh-huh. there were like the Fish Channel, and you could just turn to the Fish Channel or like the Fireplace Channel before that was like a thing that would stream. Right. And I know Conan on his show, Conan O'Brien, used to make fun of that, and they would just like you know flip through TV and they would have funny made-up stations. <laughs> but this feels like one of those because it it begins with. The cheesy, like keyboard synth version of the Popeye the Sailor Man theme <laughs> as these fish oh are going around. And gosh. then it just goes on. It's a it's an hour-long tape what? of just cheesy elevator music, you know, classical music folk songs oh set to these fish swimming around. It's the same aquarium, nothing changes for an hour. They're just going back and forth. Like I showed it to my daughter yesterday, and she's like, Oh, there's Dory, there's Dory again. You know, so anyway. Oh um, but I actually use this tape for naps when I'm sick Ooh. because it's so relaxing. I'll just turn it on and I got these fish going to this weird music and it just puts <laughs> me to sleep, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean you got to think like a television and this video which on the back tells you it was only 9.95 were cheaper than buying an actual aquarium and purchasing actual fish so you can see the appeal of a dentist's sure. office or whatever else that wanted to add this to their uh their design of their waiting room <laughs> got to keep pushing rewind Gosh, I, mean, I love this downside, it's like the yeah.
0: first screensaver ever
1: produced yeah <laughs> fantastic this is this is such a weird one but i love it that's Uh, great sh! all right jason you got another one to wow us with here
0: i was trying to find it uh it's not one that i had it was at a friend's house and we were obsessed with monster trucks (laughs) and i remember him having a tape of like bigfoot highlights and he had like a, a a remote control bigfoot that was gas powered It was like the coolest thing ever. And he would never let me touch, you know, the thing, (laughs) but we were huge into monster trucks. And when Bigfoot was huge, you know, way back in the day, I don't know, this has had to be like, uh, late eighties, early nineties. I remember the thing, it had like those huge tires and it went in the water. It was like the hugest tires ever on a, on the Bigfoot monster truck. And no, we were watching, he had like a collection of tapes that we would pop in every once in a while when we weren't watching wrestling. And I'm trying to figure out which tape it was that we had. I'm kind of scrolling through here, but did y'all ever get into like those monster truck highlights and all that back in the day? I
1: remember <laughs> the cartoon for sure. I mean, it yep. was super merchandise. And then it was right. so funny how in mm-hmm. the nineties, all of a sudden it was Gravedigger. It was like yep. your, are old news, Bigfoot. Now it's about Gravedigger. <laughs> That's Digger. right. That's right. <laughs> yep. I
0: have, and I still have, from my childhood, the Bigfoot board game.
3: Oh, what? Wow.
0: Yes. <laughs> and the, the crazy thing is, so the board itself is like this highway, and you've got this little, <laughs> they're like little, the the pieces are small Bigfoot trucks, and they have like a little shifter in there to go from two-wheel drive to four-wheel drive, so you could go like off-road. And they were all like color-coded, and each of you had like four pieces that were uh, a car and they're all like exotic cars, like uh, a Countach, a Corvette Ferrari one side, it would be pristine. And then you flip the little uh, tab over and it was crushed. So you'd go <laughs> around the board and you're trying to get these cars and crush them. And the cool thing was I actually got two boards in with my game by mistake. So I had this, this full uh, it folded out two tracks that it was great for matchbox hot wheels card. i'm getting off on a tangent here but anyway we were so into bigfoot at the time and i just remember watching those highlights tapes and we've seen the two chat on those looking through the sears wish book they've mm-hmm. got all kinds of monster trucks and oh, uh, yeah. tractor pulls and all that stuff back in the day that uh that was where you got your fix, was buying a VHS date with those I mean, that's highlights The bucket on there.
1: list item for me is going to a monster truck rally or motocross. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Oh, you gosh. know, I never got to go and I got to go. Jason, did you ever go to one?
0: I've been to several. Uh, oh. the, the best one was we went to the Georgia Dome when it still existed oh, in Atlanta when my son was, um, my oldest was, I think, five or six it had snowed it was crazy it, uh it was in january and we saw a uh, monster jam so in uh dennis anderson gravedigger was there uh we got our picture and i got an autograph with tom mentz who for the longest time was maximum destruction he had the goldberg truck back in the day Oh yeah, and yeah. so th- it was huge the line for dennis anderson and gravedigger literally wrapped around the arena To to meet him and get an autograph. It was all free. I mean, if you paid, you know, you got the pit pass beforehand to go meet all the drivers. That was insane because they had the huge dumps and they're doing that freestyle where they're trying to do uh, backflips and all kinds of weird stuff. The coolest one, though, was just a few years ago here in Montgomery. We have this real small arena, just barely enough for them to hit the gas and then they have to hit (laughs) the brakes, you know, to go over cars. And when they do the racing and stuff, but they had a truck there that you could ride in. They were giving rides in a monster truck. So me and my two boys, it was, I was, I didn't care at that point how much it cost. And I think it was like 10 bucks a piece. I mean, it was still relatively cheap because you're, you're riding in a monster truck. Okay. But they had it rigged in the back where they had like bench seats and stuff. So I figured this would be fun. We'll get to ride in the bed of the truck and get strapped in. No. They had us. I was in the uh, the passenger seat. One what? one of the boys was with me in the passenger seat, like buckled in, and then the other one was like right behind me. There was like a couple little seats uh, right behind the two. It was, was like a. And you're like our a small cars right over gap. there.
1: Section yeah. B, run it over, run <laughs> it over. Well,
0: it, I mean. <laughs> they did go over the cars like as slow as you possibly could, yeah, really.
3: okay. <laughs> but
0: they did gun it a couple times and you got to go around the arena a little bit. I'm like, crazy. I don't care. This is cool. We're in a monster truck. It was like yeah. a, it was a bucket list thing. Let me tell you.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure somebody had the camcorder out for that experience, <laughs> but uh, how about you, Chad? What's the next step on your tape list? How weird huh. are we going to get?
2: Uh, Well, well, actually we're going to stay on monster trucks for a oh. second. What? So, Oh yeah mm-hmm. and and jason honestly i gotta tell you i went to a monster truck rally when probably 86 87 like mm-hmm. because my brother and i my brother and i were into that stuff and they came to i think the cap center right outside dc and there's actually a, fa- a, a photo of me like covering my ears because i thought it was way too loud i remember that day too that was <laughs> pretty awesome um but I, do you guys remember um, a tape called Blood, Sweat, and Gears?
0: It sounds familiar. Oh, I never
1: saw that one.
2: Okay. So this is a tape that I think was sponsored by either Miller Lite or Bush. I can't remember which one it is. But essentially, it is a monster truck rally. Now, that, that's pretty cool, in, you know, in the 80s, right? I mean, monster right. truck. we were just talking about it. We loved monster trucks. How do you get even cooler? Well, you get Sergeant Slaughter to appear on it. Oh no. Way. oh, no. You have him form a team of, like, you know, army dudes to do a, a uh, tug of war with Bigfoot. Then you have Sergeant Slaughter start playing guitar <laughs> in, like, some junkyard with a bunch of bikini girls. Oh my god,
0: I found it on YouTube. It's on Yes. YouTube.
2: Yes. Oh my gosh, I tell you, I found this tape at a flea market back in 2013 and I have never let it go because oh, He looks young. What how what year is this? 86, 87, 88? Is it really? Yeah, so he it was like right around the time he was doing G.I. Joe and he was Uh he was I think in AWA, but I know he was with G.I. Joe. This is just a weird, weird tape. That is fantastic.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. it's yeah. It's more than monster trucks though, because they got there's the the whole pulling competition. They're in the mud like mud racing and yep. oh my gosh, yes.
2: And the best part is they do a little skit uh, during the the, uh, the tug of war where one of the guys is being uncooperative. So Sarge kind of has to like put him in place. And then the guy is just like getting in his face. And it's just like, Oh my gosh. Can you imagine being a kid and like going to this in person? Like you're going to see Sergeant Slaughter Bigfoot, but you're getting a little show too. Uh-huh. Like it's so incredible. Like, I, I, I don't, I, out of all the tapes that have come through, like, my collection, this is probably one of the most bizarre, and I know that R.D. Reynolds over at WrestleCrap just wrote about, not to be confused with uh, R.D.'s detention, uh, <laughs> but, who, who, by the way, good-looking guy. I, I don't know if you've ever seen. Hey, this yeah, yeah,
1: I know. I, I think we could, be, uh, give him a little bit more work anywhere. Yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll represent your product. He'll do your sure. monster truck rally, Ernie's. Oh, yeah, he's not picky. <laughs> he's got. He
2: could take down Bigfoot too. <laughs> um, but it's just such a weird video, and you know, I love watching it sometimes because it's just so hokey and so eighties and. Oh my gosh! It's definitely something you know that if you guys—oh, um... this is it. Okay, yeah. the uh,
0: the tape. I think it's called Legend of Bigfoot. Is oh, the one okay. that we had, and it, it basically shows because they ha- there were several different trucks that they had for Bigfoot, and it, I don't know how many it went up to, like Bigfoot twenty-seven. But this is the one that has the bi- the one with the two dually tires in the front and back. That's just ridiculous.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean
0: like double the size of a normal truck, you know? <laughs> I mean, Big
3: this, this
0: is it. Yeah. That I feel like I've heard that before. 87. 87 the is what I'm saying.
2: 87. There's wow. also one called King of
0: expected that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's also one called King of the Monster Trucks. He might have had that one too. And there's this whole like uh <laughs> commercial where you called in, you got a free hat, you know, and oh you got my the tape. God. Worse. Oh, I love this culture, man! Just the whole—I don't know what it was about it, just the fact that you're crushing cars, and it was just a, a <laughs> yeah. boy's dream, oh. you know.
3: Oh
0: gosh, it's—it's
1: uh, it's so great. Oh, that's so... all right. Well, that—that's I mean, a spectacle uh, for <laughs> sure. And the other place you go for spectacle is Vegas, that's oh, right, oh, yeah. or to a lesser extent, Atlantic City. And that is where my next tape takes place. Uh, I got this randomly at our local thrift store. It's got a 50% off sticker for Blockbuster Video. Members save an extra 10%. And then, on, oddly enough, it, it was a Blockbuster Video that you could buy for 1998 off the shelf originally. <laughs> and then at the bottom, though, it has a Barnes & Noble audio sticker for three dollars used so it somehow made its way to a barnes and noble (laughs) could you sell used stuff to barnes and noble i really don't understand you can't now actually oh okay and so Uh, anyway this is the smothers brothers show you how to gamble and win oh wow So for those who don't know the smothers brothers if you were watching like nick at night back in the day there was like laughing and like all these like 60s duos like you know rowan and martin and stuff like so these variety shows and the smothers brothers had a show back in the day so this is totally like not our era not anything but this is a a, you know, a tape that was made in nineteen eighty six. So this is like twenty years after they mattered. Okay. This is this is for baby boomers, you know, and whoever else. But the thing starts off with Dick's Smothers driving up to the Playboy Hotel and Casino oh. in Atlantic City, New Jersey, driving a DeLorean. Oh, like my not gosh. ironically. No, I'm there's watching no it reference now. to Back to the Future. It's yeah. On you YouTube. Find- oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. <sighs> In I mean, a you can Delorean. get more 80s than that. Yeah. And and so all the dealers at the casino are Playboy bunnies. Oh, you know, they've got the, the ears, they've got the outfit, they got, you know, the bow tie, they're doing the whole deal. And it's <laughs> it's awesome. not super scripted. Like the beginning and the end have these comedy bits with this old surly grandma playing the slots and she's cussing <laughs> out the slot machine, you know, and like literally cussing it out. You know, you're like, whoa! <laughs> like and uh <laughs> Then, like, you have Tom is playing the idiot novice, which was always his shtick, and then his brother Dick is teaching him about gambling, and it's just them, like, walking the floor of a casino, going to different tables and talking about their strategy, but it's, like, you can tell it's staged, but at the same time, like, the audio's not great. You hear chips, like, in the background (laughs) looking around. Like, it really feels like you're kind of in the casino without, like, the the cigarette smoke and the loud music, you know? Yeah. Um, oh now, and, and I don't know glorious. anything about gambling, I don't intend to start anytime soon. But imagining a retiree who loved the Smothers Brothers in the 60s and then dreamed of winning big at the tables, you know, just watching oh, this video God. in preparation for a vacation to Las Vegas, getting ready to jump in their RV I mean, that just tickles me. It's just, it's, yeah.
0: it's uh. It's amazing that it's the Smothers Brothers because they were always the ones that had the like the family variety shows. You know? Yeah, the yo Man and
3: whatever, right. Yeah, right. I
0: mean, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe gambling was a little more accepted back then. But I think so, yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's, funny if I, to it's see like them. A,
1: for our generation, if Ernest P. Worrell had yes. done an instructional video on how to win at Candy Crush or something, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's weird because it's like, <laughs> years after they were relevant and now it's yeah it's just strange <laughs> you know oh my
2: SNL would actually do parodies of the Smothers Brothers like maybe 15 and this is such a minor SNL thing but they actually <laughs> did uh parodies of them and they were just so spot on like they had it was it was almost like watching a 1960s uh variety show and they did it so well and it seems
1: like something Bill Hader would do yeah
2: yes yes, <laughs> yes he yes it is. It really is. But this tape is oh wow. This is something.
1: And he this
0: gets is... in the DeLorean and drives away at the end.
1: Yeah,
2: oh.
1: <laughs> doesn't go back in time, unfortunately. But oh. still, maybe he wishes he could.
0: <laughs> this is a moment in time in itself, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. They're they're both
2: no longer with us, right? Am I am I just.
1: I would imagine. I don't know. I mean, I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I'll we'll have to look that up and find out. Have the Smothers Brothers survived into the twenty first century?
3: Because <laughs> they were don't... only
1: like in their in their fifties, early fifties, maybe in this video. But 30 okay, you know, so... thirty thirty odd years going by. Yeah.
2: If they were alive, they would still be. They would probably be doing a show in Branson,
1: Missouri. Exactly. <laughs> or in Atlantic City, maybe. Or hey, <laughs> there was something for them there. Uh. But yeah, Jason, I'm curious, what else do you have in your stack of tapes over there?
0: Uh just to give an update. Oh yes. <laughs> Tommy is still alive. He's 83 years old. Holy cow. And uh yeah, they're both still alive. They're in oh, their eighties. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dick is alive too. That's good wow. news. Um, I think I'm tapped out for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> guys are going too way above my head here so i'm gonna (laughs) let y'all keep
2: going
1: all right chad bali to you oh dear
2: gosh um well i i'm starting to run out of tapes but because um golly there was one tape i'll tell you that i found just okay let, let me preface this by saying um i'm a very proud christian but You know, admittedly, when you think of Christianity, you don't really think of, you know, top-notch entertainment. And that kind of brings me (laughs) to this (laughs) tape. Um, My mom – and this isn't something I found or anything. It's something I actually had. There was a tape called The Kingdom Chums that I had when I was a kid, and it was like a uh, Saturday morning special or something. But it has – it's like a Top Ten Commandments – And it's, it's done in like musical form and it's like an animated special. And it's very, very low quality. I wouldn't say it's low quality. It's, it's decent, but it's got like Billy Preston, uh, Tony Orlando and all these uh, famous like singers. And uh, I think, um, oh, Debbie Boone does a voice. (laughs) Like all these, all these very, very talented, talented singers. And, you Know big names are doing this, um, but it's essentially like you know, it's, it's kind of like if shirt tails were made for,
1: um, I guess, yeah, yeah, when the yeah. teachers, when the teachers yeah, got a headache, you know, you just throw in this video, it's like, oh, yeah, school, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I
2: liked it as a kid, I thought it was really cool and fun, and I liked the songs. And I revisited it uh, about 10 years ago, and I had to turn it off. I was like, oh, my gosh, I never want to see this again because <laughs> it's just corny and bad and ba- it just bad doesn't even cover it. But um, I remember loving it so much that I actually wrote to the um, the creator. His name was Squire Rushnell, and I think that he was the head of either ABC or NBC, which I didn't know until you know many years later. But he wrote me a letter on the the Kingdom Chums um, letterhead, and I've got an envelope. I still have it. Um, <laughs> but Chums. I just told him how much I enjoyed it, and you know if there's if he plans on making any more. Like I think I wrote this when I was like eight, <laughs>
1: so <laughs> it goes back to the beginning, eh, Chad? Yeah, yeah, pretty
2: much. Yeah. So like, you shouldn't be shocked by if if you see me tweeting celebrities asking them you know questions like <laughs> this
0: the original top 10 i'm i I'm watching that's the video it. now yeah
2: that's it and referring to the I know. 10 commandments <laughs> yeah and jason you and i uh share the same beliefs and i i mean i could just hear you just saying that was so much like oh no in your voice yeah uh, i i'm not
0: listening to it i'm just watching at this point oh, so i'll don't listen I'll to it ch- i'll check it out a little bit later <laughs> but listen. uh, The animation doesn't look too bad
2: It's, It's been Maybe I'm a little harsh it has been about 10 years or actually I think everything is terrible posted A clip of it and I even commented That I loved it as a kid but
1: Ay, 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 ay. Well, that That's... reminds me of that Superbook cartoon. Did you guys ever watch yeah. that? The 80s? anime. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. the anime Bible stories like that always fascinated I... me on Sunday mornings. I'd be like, "What is oh, this? They got a robot!"
2: Yeah. Like this is yeah. crazy. Yeah, and you know what? I found a tape of that like probably that? 15 years ago oh, in neat. one of my travels. And uh, again, that was another tape where I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow." <laughs>
0: I've never heard of the Super Book. I'm. I'm I just did a quick YouTube search. Yeah. It's got its own channel. Eight hundred and forty thousand subscribers.
2: No, it does All not. Right. Apparently, still people, going. How many of those people are really watching it with, you know, the right intentions, though? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't we know. We will man. find out. Well, check the comments <laughs> <That's> section. <laughs> I'm sure. it's no! It's no not. monitored. episode <laughs>
0: one. Episode one has over nine million views. Wow!
2: No, it does not. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it does.
1: Does not believe that he believes some things, but he won't believe that.
2: No, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. That's that's a very fair. uh, uh, That's a very fair analysis. I will give you that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's under the CBN umbrella, so that's they probably just hyped
2: it up. go. okay, that makes sense.
1: all right well you know uh (laughs) a lot of those individuals in the bible you know they saw visions and my next video will have you seeing visions as well because i have from stereogram video the 3d picture video experience from 1994 yes oh is this like the like one of those early cgi ones the, oh, this is magic eye. Remember magic eye pictures right. where you had to unfocus? Yes.
3: Oh, so that's gosh. what this
1: is. Immortalized oh, in the film Mall Rats. You know, uh-huh. we had Nathan, <laughs> Ethan Suplee there, and couldn't see the sailboat. <laughs> but this is like that video relic with a twist because the pictures are displayed on a television with music instead of just a static picture it even comes with a booklet to explain like what you're supposed to do <laughs> and how it works and the technology behind it but it's just it's got super trippy imagery and the opening segment has this head of a cartoon cat it's not animated but do you guys remember in uh, batman returns the shrek yeah. Smiley face thing, good cat. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's it's that image. I don't know how they used it, but basically, like it comes out and it's talking to you like this. And it says, I'm a naughty kitty who wants to take you into the next dimension. And it's just like <laughs> it's got these like acid trip looking graphics, and he's just talking at you. It's it's really distorted. It's almost like the audio version of Magic Eye, because you have to listen very carefully to parse out the words he's. Saying because there's all these weird sounds going on behind him, it is bizarre. And then, yeah, basically, like it just takes you through it. It'll put the picture up on the screen for like five minutes for you to oh, stare at, <laughs> with with the weird like psychedelic music kind of playing with it. And yeah, it's so strange, like you know. And again, I said I don't gamble, I don't do drugs either. I'm a dare <laughs> graduate after all. Yeah, I went through the program, uh, uh-huh. but. This would be the video to watch if I ever got dosed accidentally,
3: you know,
1: <laughs> and I had to write it out, you know, just to get the full bad trip experience. I'm like, no, what's happening? Bad, wild kitty, you know, so <laughs> what, what is, is the name is, of it? It's called Stereogram Video. So okay. see if you can I find see Stereogram, the,
0: I see Magic Eye, the video volume one on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, that's I don't see any weird cats though. Yeah, <laughs> so weird <have> cats <laughs> oh, on this.
2: Now, am I remembering like there was like didn't they do like a Christmas tree in this one or something like kind of <sighs> Hey, cuz I remember this tape. Well, I about Yeah,
1: I mean the, the way they do it like cuz I I've never been able to really do magic eye either. You know, I'm just <laughs> as frustrated as uh, Ethan Suplee, yeah. you know. So like it, but on, Yeah, but on a tube TV screen, it seems almost impossible. Like, how would that work? Like, it's going to be a little bit fuzzy, especially if the tracking's just barely off. Like, these days on an HD flat screen, it makes sense, but stereogram in this era feels like a doomed concept. And in fact, it's almost a game because what it does is it has stage one, stage two, stage three. So, like, the graphics become harder to Mm -hmm. discern through like it's really weird like yeah so but it's the 3d sensation that's sweeping the nation according to the back
2: of the box now it's funny because i was through that yeah (laughs) i was always the kid that had like the worst trouble like catching up with other people for some reason like i was always the very first person they could i could just kind of look at it just be like all right done yeah. Uh, but like everyone else, like but this is the one thing in life that I was able. That's to your write.
1: superpower, Chad.
2: Yeah, shoot. <laughs> that and bugging shout factory for Blu-rays,
1: <laughs> making Blu-rays appear. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but it does give you two different techniques. If you're not Chad, there's the parallel technique. It says try to focus as if looking inside the TV tube. The image will be blurry at first, but that's okay. Your eyes will gradually find the Stereograms focus point on their own or the cross-eyed technique. Hold up your finger or a similar object between your eyes and the TV screen. Your, yeah, maintaining your focus, gradually adjust the difference. When the correct position is reached, the 3D image should come into view. So basically, if you're one of the a-holes from Spaceballs, then you would be able to do that. <laughs> I'm trying my best, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you think that th- I mean, this is around that time that like really big screen TVs were kind of starting to take off? I wonder if that's the only way you would have been able to do this.
0: No, because I was just watching the uh Magic Eye one and it said it's made for 30 inches or smaller, 30 inch TV or smaller. That's what it said, that's yeah, because
1: yeah. well, then it would be more small. compressed, you know, the bigger it gets, it's going to be like uh, you know out of focus, oh, so okay. yeah. <laughs> Wow! All right, Chad, are you are you tapped, or you got something else on the shelf there? You think you could point us <laughs> Jeez. towards?
2: Oh my gosh! I don't know if I can top the, the Sergeant Slaughter one. Um, you know what? I, I do, but I kind of want to save some of the it, it for one of uh, the more content
1: unique... for your site.
2: I <laughs> uh, kind of. Well, that's why I got yeah. it originally. You know what? Yeah, let, I'm just gonna buzz right through this one. You know, Jason was talking about some of his, you know, favorite tapes, like the music video tapes and all that. And I think, you know, even I mean, even during the DVD era, like that was kind of, you know, the musical collections I'd always pick up. I'd never pick up the performances. I always picked up the uh, the the music videos because, you know, I mean, in two thousand two, they weren't playing you know, 1986 Ozzy Osbourne videos on MTV or VH1. <laughs> well, maybe VH1 Classic, but um, back in, I want to say it's... When, when did this tape come out? I want to say it's 86 or 87. This was the WWF pile driver tape. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, how, how do we even begin? This is a tape of wrestlers singing... Yes. Or either either wrestlers are singing or Rick Derringer is singing. They're oh song. gosh! And they're just oh my goodness! It's just the worst things ever. Um, like there's a video, uh, for Pile Driver" sung by wrestler Coco Beware, who, by the way, good singer, good, great wrestler, great, you know, pretty good singer. But um, it's like t- it's a music video <laughs> taking place in a oh, construction. My gosh. With like a very young Vince McMahon kind of ogling a you know a young lady that walks by,
1: in Daisy Dukes,
2: and it's just
1: oh gosh, wait, you is know, that Stand Back? Is is it Vince's uh, turn on the mic when he's singing Stand Back? I,
2: you know, I gotta be one hundred percent honest. I I can't make it through this entire tape.
3: Oh so. no! Oh,
1: but I, I just <laughs> got the cassette actually from uh, everybody's favorite guy, Nick Logan. You can tell. Oh about it there jason but uh, he he found a he was helping a friend clear out his house and he got this whole pile of cassette tapes oh, audio wow. cassettes and he's like you want this And i saw the wrestling album too, pile driver and i was oh, like yes only for that <laughs> Nothing else. yeah oh yeah.
0: yeah now i've seen that album cover so many times at the thrift store on uh-huh. on record Mainly the one with Hulk on the front where he's all dirty, he's yeah. in the construction you know suit. Exactly. I had forgot that there was like uh, video to this, oh <laughs> and I just got back into watching old wrestling. So yeah, I'm gonna like binge. There's like a playlist of all the pile driver music videos on YouTube, oh, and that's, that's, that's what I'm doing as soon as we uh, end recording. I'll... I'm watching every <laughs> single one of <Do> it.
2: <laughs> and I th- and there's actually like a little host. I, I can't remember his name. I don't think that he was like. I think he's just some random guy, but he kind of looks like he would be on MTV and he's kind of introducing
1: the videos. That Um, is so
3: fun. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. These are
0: just the individual.
1: Oh, okay. So I
0: don't know if there was extra footage like on the full tape or something, but that's not on the
1: network. No, but it should (laughs) be because this
2: is a piece of wrestling like history. Like, it's so ridiculous. I mean, you even got
1: Mean Gene Okerlund and Rick Derringer singing rock and roll hoochie coo. I mean, there's some amazing stuff. There's original songs. I think Uh, Jimmy Hart helped write a lot of those. And then otherwise you did. They're just doing covers. But tell me,
0: tell me, Hulk puts that sledgehammer right through that pink Cadillac of honky tonk.
1: That would have (laughs) been ridiculous.
0: I want to see that thing torn apart.
2: You know what, my favorite one on this, and I, I, I should say Demolition because they're the greatest tag team of all time, but whatever. Um, it's the If You Only Knew music video, which is literally nothing but wrestlers singing. And at the end of the video, they show all the, the good guys and all the bad guys singing together, like in separate studios. But it's like, you know, 30 wrestlers in one room just trying to sing. <laughs> and oh my god they actually did a live performance at the slammies of this song and it was nobody could keep up it's just oh it's oh, just such is, a beautiful beautiful uh relic of you know our glorious our wrestling nostalgia uh well, I that's want
0: interesting. That, oh, go ahead. I was going to say I want that hard hat with the WWF logo. I yeah. I I just, just want to wear that around.
2: <laughs> I know someone who actually has one of those and he got it made and I have, Oh gosh. I want to, I want that too because I oh that looks like such a great item to get signed by like anybody who, you know, is still alive, I guess. Now,
0: did they um did they show this maybe on Superstars or something when it first dropped?
2: They, show, like, they wouldn't show the entire thing, but they would show, like, a music video or two, like, here on Superstars or Challenge or Primetime, whatever, um, at the time. But they wouldn't show the whole thing, you know, but they would show, like, hey, here's, you know, this week, here's, uh, you know, Jimmy Hart in Eat Your Heart Out Rick Springfield or whatever.
3: Uh-huh.
1: There wasn't a pay-per-view special. Oh. I have a regular Christmas when you can have a pile driver. Christmas. Oh, that! First off, <laughs> you put some respect
2: on no holds barred when you talk to, <laughs> about it in my presence. Uh. Second, I actually, you know what? I just remembered the the other great video that's on here. It's girls in cars.
3: Oh yeah! And it's
2: literally the guitarist and singer of the song. I can't, I think it's Rick Derringer. I could be wrong, but he is literally just wearing like an '80s duster. And he's on the beach, and, like, there are pigeons flying by him in every scene. (laughs) Every other scene is either the the tag team strike force, their matches, or it's literally just girls driving a car. And it is, like, the corniest video that you will – oh, gosh. It's, like, it's so bad VH1 wouldn't play it at that time, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. There's even more albums. I had no idea.
2: Oh, gosh, dude, I, I
0: Wrestlemania, the album
2: I had that. Yep. And that had music videos too. The last one I think they did was in 2003 or four where they had all the wrestlers at that time kind of just sing random songs. So you had like Stacey Keebler singing about being in a club. You had the Dudley boys rapping and you had like Stone Cold Uh playing Uh guitar. Oh my gosh. These are just, I love these things as terrible as they are to listen to. Yeah,
0: I that's remember so that, fun. looking at the album cover of the first wrestling album. I do remember <laughs> seeing that, but, and of course the, I guess this was the sequel,
2: <laughs> the pile driver. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, if we we needed one, Anything
0: beyond wondering. that. I'm like, wow. I had no idea some of this stuff even was out there, but
2: you know, what's funny is years and years ago, I, I sometimes forget. I wrote about it, but there was a tape, uh, the, the one that you just brought up WrestleMania, the album, and I had gotten that in, I think, in 93 when it first came out. I got it on tape. Well, guess where the only place I could really consistently listen to it was? was in my mom's car. And <laughs> I played that cassette until it drove my mom to the point of insanity where she finally just gave me a Walkman to kind of use that was her that, that used to be hers. So I would kind of uh-huh. just... But, oh, my gosh, it was just it was just wrestlers singing songs and they weren't good.
1: (laughs) So speaking of wrestling, though, my next tape uh, is how to score more points on Nintendo games from 1989 by Kodak. Yes. Uh, If you've ever seen this, this is like an issue of Nintendo power being read by a junior high science teacher. (laughs) <laughs> it's like Skip Rogers, world video game champion. He is very confident in his gaming prowess, but he isn't much of a showman, unfortunately. Oh. But this tape in particular, it's showing footage of games like Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, Double Dragon, Blaster Master, Town and Country, Surf Designs, a personal favorite of mine, Wooden Water Rage, and WWF WrestleMania. And according to Skip Rogers, WWF WrestleMania is the hottest game of the year as far as Skip Rogers is concerned. And, uh, that, that's where i start to doubt this world video game champion skip rogers taste and expertise because <laughs> yeah. love the wf but that game is garbage and it was from oh. the beginning it was yeah. garbage
2: in 88 or 89 whenever they released
1: it it was terrible yeah. then.
2: it's terrible now but it's a really fun <laughs> piece of terribleness
1: i mean the, the theme song is so good i love it you know what,
3: you know what someone pointed now.
1: <laughs> That that is actually like an, a a
2: uh, MIDI version of Girls and Cars, and I did not know that until. Oh, that's awesome! I did not know that until years later. but yeah, you hear it and you're like, oh my gosh, it is.
1: Yeah, well, and it's interesting because Skip's tips, as he calls them, at the end of each section, his yeah. best one for WrestleMania is use your wrestler's best move. I'm like, yes, that's my plan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't,
1: I don't, that's much of a tip um but the video is only 23 minutes long you're in 89 i can see the appeal of viewing gameplay and uh, getting some secrets watching that on your tv but nowadays we have like youtube and there's people making a living playing video games all day and while everyone else watches my son is obsessed with this format it baffles me like when it was something special like this yes but like making that your primary form of entertainment is just so strange
2: I think it's great. I'm just jealous of anybody who can do that. (laughs) I know.
0: Okay, so just bringing everything back full circle here. I'm watching the How to Score More Points on Nintendo, and there is a uh, advertisement at the beginning of Tommy Smothers in a uh, special called Just Say Yo, and he's doing all the yo-yo tricks.
3: Oh yeah!
0: (laughs) I want to see that tape. Oh. (laughs) just say yo
2: oh my gosh
1: oh wow yeah really? i mean that, that wow. was definitely a bygone era but something special um now i have one more chad do you have anything else that you can pull out of your bag of tricks
2: i i do but you know what i'm i actually have two i kind of want to just add, well there's one i just quickly i kind of want to see if you guys
1: even remember this
3: okay. did you guys
2: ever see or remember a cart a, a live action show called the comic book kids comic no. book
1: kids no i remember the comic strip the animated you okay. know anthology show but no
2: i'm gonna just kind of gloss over, oh i'm just gonna kind of touch on this real quick because i have a real doozy for you guys yeah the comic book kids i guess was Early eighties, it kind, it and it it really looks early eighties, but I guess it was like two kids that would like, uh, like get into adventures and like storybooks, and it was live action. It was a, a girl and a boy, and I don't know how to describe this any better, but it looked like it was like produced on like uh, just UHF, but apparently. You know, it aired in a couple markets, uh, but there's—I want to say it was like 81, 82. But it's but not com- like
1: superhero comics. It's like no. Gumby, where they go into storybooks. Kind of, yeah. Huh. And there's
2: watching- a VHS or two of them. It's but there's on like YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I and I before I got this tape, I had never heard of it, and I don't really hear a lot of people talk about it since I, you know, my friend and I picked this tape up. And I just wasn't sure if you guys heard of it, but now, it's this, never.
0: this is 1991
1: Skylark production. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Oh, I know which one
2: you're talking that's about. That's probably
1: when they put it on video, but it probably it has was been. produced way before that. Yeah.
2: Oh, it was, it was, it had to be like 81, 82, because it's
1: very disco-y. It looks very. It's a, uh, it's a
2: movie.
0: It's like an hour and a half long.
2: No, th- then that's definitely not. I okay. know which one you're talking about, but it's. Uh, I'm trying to find a picture of it. My friend down in Maryland has the tape that we found, and we 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 just it was ridiculous. Okay, so it was the comic book kids from 1982. It currently has a 2.1 out of 10 on IMDb. It's okay. Let me let me see if I can read this. Carrie and Skeets. Are two bright kids who have befriended Phantos, the comic book wizard. Phantos has given them magic belts with transporter rings with a pool of the rings. Pow! The kids are instantly in the comic book strips created by Marvin, who is a frustrated cartoonist.
3: Wow!
0: Oh, shoot. Billy Barty's in it.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow. Angelica, Angelica Houston, <laughs> even. Yeah. This is wild. Yeah. So, wow.
2: like, this is just a random tape, like my friend and I would find. Um, and there's a review on it that I can't tell, uh, is being serious or not. But
1: um. I mean, the, the kids look like a younger version of Donnie and Marie Osmond, kind of. This, yeah, this, this looks like something I feel like that would have played like after the Shazam Isis hours yes. back in the <laughs> that's day, exactly how it's yeah. Been.
2: yeah. Um, but that's that's just one tape the tape that I really want to dive into is a tape that was actually sent to me by a reader. And I'm, I, I feel so embarrassed. I'm, I'm just, I'm not remembering his name and I apologize, but it is a, it was like a special, um, it was like a promotional tape by general mills. And it was called the magic secrets video starring, a magician by the name of Dan Witkowski. And I wrote about this about um, five years ago. And it involves um, the Trix rabbit wanting to learn magic from Dan And it it also features like um, Lucky and the uh, Sunny, the cuckoo bird. Now, my favorite (laughs) part is Frank and Barry and um, Count Chocula show up, right? Oh, man. Oh my gosh. Well, this whole tape is just absolutely bonkers because it's very mid 80s. It's very low budget. It's very silly. And again, I mean, it's a tape featuring the Honey Nut Cheerio Bee walking around town and trying to learn about magic. And it's just so silly. And I. General
1: never... Mills Justice League. I love it.
2: Oh, you. If... <laughs> What's, the What's the name of?
1: What's the name of again, Chad? The Magic
2: Secrets video by General Mills
0: and is this Something you it. could like mail in
2: for? Or? I think so. Yeah. yeah. From what I understand, it, it was like a kind of a, a nice uh, like mail away tape. There it is. Uh, and actually, I like I said, I, I wrote about it on my blog. I I did a couple screenshots. I even I think I even. Jeez, I think I even tweeted to General Mills if they had any information on this. But this is just a ridiculous tape. What I expected when I discovered this and someone told me about it was, you know, just like maybe a magician doing a trick or two with like, you know, Count Chocula. But I didn't expect a whole tape, like an hour tape, whatever it was, of just doing tricks and having...
0: Oh, they're like in costume. I thought yeah. this was like animated or something. But
2: oh, really? Oh, it's The yeah. awesome. mascot costumes. That's all the ma- yeah, they're all
0: in costume. This yeah. is <laughs> oh my gosh! I want that Frankenberry costume. You have
2: no <laughs> idea.
0: I want to be Frankenberry for Halloween this year.
2: Oh and there's my a great gosh. photo of at the end of the tape of just like everyone sitting in an audience, like two kids and, and all wrong. the mascots. Oh. Wow. It's so great. good. It's such a charming video. Like if you watch it once you're just like, "Oh my gosh, this is so fantastic." <laughs> like I'm sure you could go into this watching this tape with like wanting to like just be ironic about it, but it's just so charming and silly and it's kind of comforting. It's kind of a nice tape to watch it. Like, you know, we were talking about My Pet Monster earlier, which, by the way, I asked uh, when I met Alice in Court, I had said, do you know where the, uh, you know, who has the My Pet Monster life-size costume? And she said she thinks that, like, one of the actors has, still has it, but she doesn't know. That would be hilarious. Oh my! (laughs) Great,
1: just sitting in their garage all these years. Do
2: you know that he actually did a much more realistic looking, like my pet monster costume uh, for like Toys R Us appearances? Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, it looks more like what the toy looks like, except like you know, probably like six feet or something. But I would love to know where that costume is. Geez,
0: there's a nice shot at the end of that tape of like them all on stage together in the costumes Mm -hmm. with the kids. I'm gonna like screenshot that. That's my new
1: background on my great. Yeah. It's a Zoom
2: background. (laughs) I mean speaking of which, just
1: an an honorable mention for me, I have you guys remember Welcome to Pooh Corner, right? On the Disney (gasps) Uh
2: I know exactly where you're going.
1: Yeah, so I have a tape Called Too Smart for Strangers with Winnie the Pooh. And it's one of those videos, yeah, that you show kids to teach them, you know, when this guy comes up and offers you candy from a van, you know, you don't walk to him, you walk away from him. Or, anyways, but it, it's a fantastic video I picked up at like an antique store. And the lady, when I bought it, she's like, oh, I used to show this to my kids all the time.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it's really, it's really pretty interesting. And I have shown it to my son, you know, taught him because he's very open to just being friends with everybody. I'm like, yeah. you gotta learn to be a little bit more discerning, sir. Um but <laughs> Winnie the Pooh will set you straight. <laughs> but you yeah, know, I just watch you. I- to- costumes
2: i picked that tape up i don't even know where i got it but i it is set in my collection i've never watched it once but i already knew exactly where you were going (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's great it's fantastic you know it's the big disney clamshell it's that classic look but my my last one is definitely not for kids uh this is a video that i picked up called armed concealed Confident <laughs> and just a little bit of the back. We, yeah, we live in a violent world, and more citizens are buying handguns for personal protection than ever before. And so, and then basically it tells you the career law enforcement officer, noted small arms expert, and author Mark Frick, and he, he's going to teach you all about it. It's like uh, he's going to takes you into the classroom and onto the range to explain what is needed to survive a lethal encounter. And so, basically, this is a video with this guy. <laughs> Who is teaching you about the gun safety laws of Arizona? And he looks like a creepy stepdad. You know, he's basically like, what what if you had uh, you know, you were watching Napoleon Dynamite and eventually, you know, Kip got, you know, married your mom and he just shaved his mustache and then you got this guy. Um but the best part of this is that they, they have these scenario scenes with lots of guys in tank tops and mullets attacking women in parking oh lots who then shoot them dead. It, it's like the way every episode of Renegade would end if nobody <laughs> needed Lorenzo Salamis to save them, you know? Well, <laughs> didn't. But my absolute favorite is there's this hilarious setup out in front of a restaurant. There's these two women chatting. And one of the gals is like, yeah, I just got this new gun. And she pulls out her gun and they like, oh, that's great. I love this. Let me hold it. And like they, like, they take turns aiming it and commenting on the weight of it and everything. And then these two guys walk out with this little boy and they see these women with a gun. And they're like, oh my. And they frantically scoop up the kid and they run back in the building. Oh. <laughs> and Gosh, oh my gosh. So it's supposed to teach you, you know, to not brandish your gun for frivolous purposes, but it's mm-hmm. just hilarious because it really looks like the video is saying, watch out for women with guns. They're dangerous. <laughs> and what honestly,
2: is going on out yeah. there that this video
1: is being <laughs> But it, doesn't it feel like it's a man is much more likely to show off with his firearm than a woman? Yeah. That's just how I oh, feel absolutely. about it. Yeah. But my favorite, because basically it's about concealed weapons, right? So he's teaching you about all these different holsters you can wear. And I mean, that's how it is still here in Arizona. I mean, you get your concealed weapon permit. People so- could be packing heat at any time. So watch your step. Um, but basically there is a, only in the 90s could this exist, the fanny pack holster. Oh. What?! <laughs> Yes. There was so, a fanny pack holster. There was a fanny pack holster. He shows you the correct way to unzip it and grab it and, you know, retrieve your firearm and everything. Oh but it's just God. one of those things where, like, yes, it could have just been a normal fashion oh. item from 1990 to 1995, you oh know? Gosh, I mean, you never knew that somebody had their concealed weapon there. So this is on my page as well. I put together a little clip called Fanny Pack and Heat is what I named it. Oh and uh, I will definitely link to that as well so you guys can watch this because watching people and watching that particular clip because the lady who is brandishing her gun out in front of the restaurant has the fanny pack holster on so
3: (laughs) it's fantastic gosh
0: i think what i'll do is i'll try to compile like a playlist on the retro network youtube channel of (laughs) of all these videos we talked about just let people binge it
2: yeah yeah this is is, oh gosh i want to see this Holy
3: cow!
2: All right, well, are we tapped out, Adam? I think
1: that's it. That's what we got. (laughs) Okay, man,
0: this was fun. Uh, See, now I'm like, this totally sucks that we're all in seclusion. I can't go to my thrift store. I want to go like right now and start looking for tapes. Seriously. So um, we'll definitely have to revisit again. I know you guys got plenty of tapes you could talk about, but I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go digging, man. I'm gonna be ready next time. <laughs> let me tell this you, this is
2: gonna be a like a three-part series. Like I, I really yeah. think, like you know, like maybe the next <laughs> year or so we should revisit this. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right, well, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. Adam over there on Twitter at Hoju Coolander. Chad is at Horror Movie Barbecue. I'll be linking to them in the show notes and uh, man, there's just fun guys. Appreciate you coming on.
1: Thanks Thank so you. much. Always fun to chat with you guys.
0: And we'll see you guys next time on tier and talk.